Who has been the biggest surprise in Big 12 basketball this year? And where does the conference go football-wise from here? Who is going to run this conference? I decided to talk with Drake Toll of Locked On Big 12, a little crossover edition of Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. That is Cameron Stewart from ESPN Central Texas and the Drake Toll Show. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. Look, today Wait, let's talk about... Yeah? I don't do a Locked On show, do I? Baylor? Is the, are you the Baylor guy? Oh, dang. You're right. You're right. Let's talk some Texas Tech and TCU ah, and right, Baylor fine. and BYU and Utah and Arizona. The, the state of the Big 12 right now where it goes from here. Because look, the way that I would describe the Big 12 as it sits, and I want perspectives from other hosts across the channel, it's the fun league. It's the league that, fun. you know, we, we have the Jumbo Toronto New York plays the Big 12 championship game and the WWE. Is it Brock Lesnar or some? Who is the guy that Undertaker? Sure. The, yeah. the death bringer who brings out the Undertaker. The yeah. Quinn Ewers right. holds the belt. And, you know, you can't say it's not funsies, man. You can't country, say it's not funsies. Country guy national anthem. Oh, say, can you see? Does that, you know, truck, what, stop, what, truck, stop, truck, but, stop. Are, are we as as a conference so far behind the punch between the SEC and the Big Ten that this has got to be with a brand? I mean, as it is the state yeah. of the Big 12 after 2023, <laughs> where where is this league in terms of the rest of college football? I mean, yeah, that, that is. It's just going to be the fun league. And I think that's what your mark was going for. And even Bob Bowlesby a little bit when they first brought in these these new four yeah. was just, hey, we're going to kind of have this region for the most part, but it's really going to be fun. And like in the good years, we're going to have good teams beating up on each other. Kind of like yeah. what we saw last year, 2022, no one ends up being this great team in the big 12, but they were all kind of beating each other, uh, which was opposed to this year where it was te- Texas and OU and then everyone was beating each other, but they weren't that good. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's, yeah. that's kind of whoa, whoa, what whoa, this whoa, is whoa. now. Wait a second. Wait a second. So for the amount of time that I talked about parody, on yes. this show and how the conference had a lot of parody, you would push back and say, yes, outside of Texas and Oklahoma. Well, the, I mean, yeah, no, I, I knew the point you were making, but yeah. Texas and OU were, were so far ahead of everyone this year, I thought. And I thought that played out in the Big 12 championship game. Whereas 2022, it, it was kind of every man for themselves. Even TCU, who was undefeated and obviously in the playoff and didn't even need to win the Big 12 to get there, like it, they weren't blowing everybody out. I mean, there were there were stretches of this season where Texas and OU weren't breaking a sweat. No. So, I, you know, they lost a couple games, though, co- collectively. So I can't say they were, you know, both just elite. But, I mean, Texas was elite. Texas, yeah, I give Texas. Yes, Texas and- was elite. And I, th- I think this is this is purely an eye test thing. And I hate both these schools, so it, yeah. there's no bias here. But I think Texas, top to bottom, this year was was more impressive in just about any way that, that yeah. TCU was in 2022. No disrespect to TCU. Of, of course, they had a great team. They, they make it to the national championship game. But there was no doubt throughout this year that if Texas played to their abilities, which they did, they were going to be a top four team. So, yeah, so still some parity there, but I think less this year than there was last year. That's all. But but now, 
the two teams you've honed in on as the big dogs are gone. And one yes. of those big dogs didn't even make the conference championship game. Instead, it was Oklahoma Correct. State, who did get boat raced and said conference championship game, which yeah. wasn't a shock to anybody. That's what on paper was supposed to happen. And it's exactly what Texas did en route to going to a college football playoff. So now let's go with the next man, the ACC. If the mm-hmm. Big Ten and the SEC are out of reach and, and you start to accept that, unless you get a brand that brings in $150 million-plus a year, you're not going to be in the conversation, especially from a TV standpoint, viewership standpoint, and that's where the big money is of the, the Big Ten and the SEC. Maybe the ACC. Do you, yeah. Where do you put the Big 12, state of the Big 12, compared to that conference at the end of this year? In, in terms of the ACC you're talking about, that comparison? Correct. Yeah, Big 12 is in a much better spot. Much better spot. I know you've talked about this on the show. I mean, the ACC is in trouble here uh, because of right here, River City. Yeah, because of what the college football playoff committee said of I I know everyone's saying, well, Alabama was the one that went in over Florida State. Well, so did Texas, who also had a loss. Florida State did not. And they said, you know, the SEC and the Big Ten are on their own plane, but this conference is better than yours. Florida State, man. Ah, if you played in the Big 12 and you were undefeated, you're in. No problem. Yeah. But you didn't. You played yeah. the ACC. You played You played Miami and you played Boston College. And, and that, that's what they were saying. Whether it's, whether it's true or not, the, the powers that be in college football think the Big 12 is better right now albeit with it being Texas and that brand, but the big 12 body of work is better than what the ACC is. And I think, I think that leads to the point of should Florida state look at the big 10 should, should these ACC schools look to go elsewhere and consolidate with, with the big 12. So, yeah, I, I think it's crazy to think back a whatever year and a half ago to think that I would be saying this, but yeah, the big 12 is in a much better spot, even without Texas and OU, than the ACCC is right now. Yeah, go ahead. And even... Give a question. Without... Okay. So this just got into, and I I steered into a comparison game between the Big 12 and other conferences. And that's less of the state of the Big 12 and more of the state of the Big 12 in comparison to everybody else. Right. If you are a... BYU fan, if you're a UCF fan, if you're a Baylor fan, if you're a Texas Tech fan, how do you feel about the current Big 12? And does that vary a large amount based on where your fan allegiance lies? Honestly, I think basically all the fan bases in the Big 12, just from a fan perspective, are like, heck yeah, man, let's do this. Because, and we'll talk about this, I think, in the next segment, but I think it's pretty wide open. You know, I mean, the fans can't control how the nation perceives the conference, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's better than the ACC. But, of course, both those conferences are way below the SEC and the Big Ten, the poll that they have. And so, overall, is it a great spot? Uh, it's okay. Uh, but from a fan perspective, and I'm thinking long term here, I like where it's at because it's still going to be respected enough. It's always going to be the third best out of out of these four major that we that we have left. It's it's pretty firmly going to be in third, I think. And it's open enough that each fan base is looking at the next five to ten years and thinking, I like this. I like this a lot. Even Baylor. Even Baylor. Ah, that's a lot. That's a not lot. As much, a, not as much as some of the other ones, sure. That's a lot. But even Baylor, even yeah. Cincinnati, even UCF. 
Now, outside looking in then, when it comes to a Utah and Arizona, Arizona State and Colorado, mm-hmm. for those schools, how do you think they view the Big 12? What, what's, the, what's the state when it comes to those guys? Because from their outside looking in, I, I bet a few of them are pretty excited to, to win right, right away. Yeah, I think it's I'm trying not to get into the comparison game again, but I think if you're one of those fans, you got to think, well, what was the other option? (laughs) Big Ten didn't want us. This this conference that they were in is gone and would have had zero relevance even if those teams stayed. But yeah, I think some of them are are excited to get in there right away, like a Utah, uh, even a Colorado with the bravado that they've had. Jed Fish staying in Arizona, they got to like it too because they think, okay, we're in a major three, even though the world perceives it as a major two, and we can come in and win and and establish ourselves in this conference. So, yeah, I think they got to be excited, if nothing else, for the fact that their conference that they're in at this this very day is done. It's toast. It's gone. Fugazi. Wave to it. Bye, Charlie. Let's talk a bit about... Let's do it. Who's in position to run the league now? Is it Oklahoma State after a, trip to the, after a trip to the Big 12 championship? Is it a BYU or a UCF? Is it one of these new teams who's not that new? Or is it a brand new team like a Colorado or a Utah? You've seen the buffs have reloaded. We'll go there. We'll go there next. This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is sponsored by FanDuel. FanDuel is the place that I go to make money. I call it passive income. I sit on my couch. I put $10 on this, $10 on that, and bam, it hits. I go to Shot Quality. Shot Quality is my favorite, my favorite place to go in college basketball. And I saw yesterday that I thought Duke was going to win. I thought Oregon was going to win. Sam Houston, Louisiana Tech, Texas Tech, Wright State, UAB. I play the points. I take the points, and I say, all right, this point and that point and that point and that point. I go to FanDuel, and I parlay these things together. Now, look, some of these are wild, like minus 600 money line. I take three minus, you know, minus 250 here, minus 300 here, a minus 550 here. I, I, I'm very confident these three teams are going to win. If I can build it to plus money, plus 100, plus 110, I put 25 bucks on it at FanDuel, it hits, I make $25. Most of the time, if I can figure out who's going to win these games, my home favorites who are going to win, I can make money at FanDuel. And right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 bets. So you put 5 bucks on Oregon's money line in college basketball, and you win 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action the app is easy to use spreads player props over unders parlays and more fanduel.com slash locked on to kick off the nfl season fanduel official sports partner of the nfl all right mr just, stewart i presume yes i just sent you a great sydney sweeney tweet by the way thank you after the show fully clothed all good who's in position to run the league moving forward if you think about Other colorado coming okay. in i i am that, and that's who I hone in on right here. Colorado beefs up the offensive line. You see, there's a video, there's a TikTok that came out of a guy explaining how he got cut and how he walked to the coach's office and Dion is like, all right, you're cut. And then he walked out. It's this is sob story that happens every college in America. Yeah, it's making Dion supposed to make Dion look bad. Of you got cut, you got cut from a one and eleven team, buddy. That's in what's fact, gonna happen. I think there are some fan bases in the Big Twelve that hoped their coach would do that. Yeah, yeah. Positive attrition, Baylor. Positive attrition there, and yeah, it sucks, but it's college sports, right? A backbone from Dion. Yeah, you were not a good player on a very bad team. I am bringing good players to make a better team, especially in this era, man, where they can go, they could go anywhere. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna want for opportunity if they're playing at a at a school like Colorado or even a Baylor. But yeah. 
Do you think it's Colorado? Is that the team then that you point to? Even after going four and eight, the the way this offseason is gone, I look at them and say, yeah, it's dangerous. That because it's a, there's a lot of four and five star stuff going on. Yeah, there. can't deny the talent. But then again, they had a good portal season last year. Not as good as this year, but had a True. good portal season and go four and eight. And you and I, living in the Brazos Valley, know that the recruiting class of four and five stars only gets you so far. Ask our man Jimbo Fisher. It only gets you so far. Ask the Texas Longhorns before this year. It only gets you so far. And so I I like the class they've brought in. I I think Dion probably is a good coach, but we don't know that at this level yet. And it's just one season, right? But we don't know that yet. So... Colorado, it's it maybe in the top five of teams of, of programs that I'm worried about ooh, in the new ooh, Big 12. Ooh, 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 ooh. So then today, if you've got to make a way too early Big 12, and I get it, right? We're not going to see the transfer portal and how that shakes out. And Kansas right. State has lost almost 20 guys, and Cincinnati, 25 guys, and we're seeing guys come in and out. But as of today, I think it's tough to look at the talent of Colorado and not put them on the top half of the Big 12 despite 4-8. and eight. Yeah, top half, yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the Kansas State loses a lot. Their their biggest rivals don't. Uh, I like Kansas a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. Oklahoma State hasn't lost a lot. Now, granted, they haven't had dynamite recruiting classes. What? I've seen seven posts that Ollie Gordon has left. I, every day, Ollie Gordon is leaving. Uh, and until he actually does leave, they're in a good spot. All um, from at on four or at 26-7 on Twitter. <laughs> And I, I would I would put Colorado at best the second best team that's coming in that quad. I think Utah, obviously their program is incredible. What about Arizona last decade and Arizona yeah, had an Jed excellent Fish. year and it looks like Jed Fish. I mean, looks like he is. He's staying. Yep. So right now, at best, they're they're second, but I don't put them ahead of Arizona. Even even with that recruiting class. So, yeah, Colorado, I think, is going to be a good team in the next half decade. With Dion. Arizona's a top 15 team in America. Yeah, but Arizona's damn good, man. People forget. And then talk about, we, let's, let's, we're starting kind of about, no, and, and Sleeping Giant. As much as Colorado's a Sleeping Giant, Arizona you mean absolutely Sleepy Joe, is too. But, yes. Mm-hmm. I know, we're, we're in, this is Big 12 country. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a Sleeping Giant at Arizona. They were just waiting for the right guy to be there. And it looks like Jed Fish might be the right guy. Stir in the pot. Stir the pot. Let's do it. UCF comes in. Cincinnati comes in. Houston comes in. BYU come in. They all weren't ready to compete. They, they all stunk. They, none Two of them, them lost to Baylor. Yes. Which yes. is not a good Who sign at all. Who is the worst all. team in the Big 12. They, yeah. they were not ready to compete. They didn't come for the Power 5. The closest you can make a case for is BYU because they played a lot of Power 5 teams or enough cool, Power 5 yep. teams in independence. Uh, none of them were ready for the gauntlet that, that is the Power 5 schedule. And despite their pleas, oh, we went to the college football playoff or oh, we won our conference championship or oh, we've, we've been to New York Six Bowl, which many of them have, can boast. There was the or national championships. There was a learning curve this year. Does that happen for these four new teams coming from another Power Five conference that has been a lot weaker than the Big 12 mm-hmm. recently? I doubt it. By the way, by the way, by the way, Massey ratings. Yeah. This isn't just a, it was not weaker. The Pac-12 had might, way more better teams this year. No, no, no. Over, over the last five years, the Big 12 has rated second or third best in America based on the Power Five conferences. Much better than the Pac-12. Yeah, and I, I would say before this past year, which the Pac-12 was good, that yeah. conference 
was about on par with the American, which is where those other teams were coming from. The UCF and, and Cincinnati, that, that's where they were coming from, right? And Houston, too. Yep. So uh, I still I, I doubt it because, A, two of those teams that are coming in are top tw- legitimate top 20 teams in, in Arizona and, and, um, and Utah. And the success that Utah has had over the last decade or whatever it is under Kyle Whittingham is, is undeniable. Um, but having that battle tested year this year in the Pac-12 is is big. And I do think as much as I hate playing the brand game, those teams, those programs have brands that the other ones that came in other than BYU didn't really have. And so they they come in with already a, a a more stacked deck for in the yeah. transfer portal era of who they can bring in year to year. And that's another thing too. I, I also think the four that were brought in this year just weren't at great positions anyway in, in a five-year window, if you will. They, none of them were like, this is, we are ready to win now. Thank God we're going to the big conference. Like, here we go. We're going to make some noise this year. I don't think any of those teams were, were, positioned that way so i don't think they really disappointed too much um but two of these four teams that are coming in next year are absolutely in that position and maybe a third with colorado when you talk about the hype that's coming in yeah um so i I do think these new guys do better just saw the tweet that you sent me bonk coming up basketball there have been some big surprises byu not the least of these and net let's go through the net in the big 12 this it's Locked On, Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by our valued sponsors over at LinkedIn Talent Solutions. Look, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I told you yesterday, if you if you email me, drake.c.toll at gmail.com, I'm going to give you a shot at being an intern. I, I, I'm always hiring an intern, and Baylor's not doing the next semester, so I'd love some help. But then I got some emails. I haven't responded to them yet. I'm going to respond to them, and I'm just going to send them the link of LinkedIn Talent Solutions. When you're hiring for your small business, do you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible? LinkedIn isn't just another job board. they got a million, a million professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy. 86% of small businesses get a great candidate, qualified candidate within 24 hours. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just lost a f- launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked on college, LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Keep in mind that terms and conditions do apply. Basketball, uh, they're playing is my basketball. I, I do like the way they dribble up and down the court. Yeah, that is, I is, listened to that today. It's a great point. It's like I'm the king on the microphone, so is Dr. J. And. And Moses and Malone. two-time MVP Moses Malone. The Not to be Moses confused Malone. with Carl. Not to be confused with Carl. Much yeah, worse person. I'm a fan of the Moses guy more. How about the Big 12 basketball gauntlet here that you look down the teams, everybody's good, being led by BYU, kind of. Houston's at number one, but BYU out of nowhere. Houston, I don't want to say out of nowhere. We knew they'd be good, but they're already the number one team, number two team in the net in America and number number one in the Big 12. BYU is number three in America. Uh, Baylor up there in the top 10 as well. And and these teams have a little bit, some arms linked away from even a Kansas. Oklahoma's yeah. a lot better than expected. I... I, I yeah. Even the teams like a Cincinnati, even the teams we thought wouldn't necessarily be the top of this league right now, according to the the metric that gives us March, the Big 12 is stupid good. It's 
I think it might be the best single season of a conference we might have ever seen. Ever? If this plays out. Oh, yeah. Here they come. It, oh, yeah. It, well, what about the Big East of the 90s, huh? Big here East they come. was fantastic. Here they come. Fantastic. But I think with... And, and look, this happens every year, Drake. So a couple of teams stand out in the in the preseason before the conference games start, and then they start playing a Big Twelve schedule, and it yeah. and it falls apart. But I, I've actually gotten a chance to watch both BYU and Oklahoma this year. I I don't think they're going to wilt like that. Yeah. They, they might not. You know, they're not going to be undefeated. I don't know that they're going to be. You know, in the top twenty five the, the whole yeah. rest of the way. But I, I think these are solid teams, man. Very like, experienced. BYU. Yes. A bunch of twenty five year olds. Yeah, that helps, man. And I really like Porter Moser at OU. So I think this is going to be one of the the best conferences seasons we've ever seen. Um, one, one that's already slipped up is uh, the Texas Longhorns, but yeah. I still think that's a really solid team. And this top three. All three of them can win the national championship. Like these are, this is like the Cranberries top three, the Cranberries, the band, their top three is as good as any rock band ever. The big 12 is going to be that they're going to have three teams in the top five. BYU, Cincinnati. Exactly. All have a shot. For sure. For sure. Not Houston, Baylor and Kansas. Kansas. What is the deal? So again, looking at Nat, it's nuts. And what's the, the deal? Nat loves Nat loves some themselves some Big Twelves at Big Twelve at shot quality. A little different. Ken, Ken Palm loves the Big Twelve because of Fran Fraschilla. Yes, as we've heard Fran in the past, Fran Fraschilla has a lot of lot of influence on the Ken Palm rankings. At shot quality, which a lot of college coaches coaches actually trust to give metrics, they rank teams with a weight on defense because defense travels. Defense wins championships, mm-hmm. and that's the case in college basketball. Usually your best three-point shooting team in America struggles at some point in March, and if you can't play defense and you're, not, you're, you're having an off-night shooting, you're going to lose. They have Iowa State at number one in the Big 12 and number one defensively in the country. Houston at number four defensively of the country and BYU at number five. Those three teams make up the top three in the Big 12. Baylor coming in at four because the offense is so good, but the defense ranks 51st in America per shot quality. Cincinnati, Kansas State, and then you get to Kansas. Then West Virginia is right in there, and Texas Tech, and Texas. West Virginia who stinks. Yeah, yeah, and Texas is all, all the way at the bottom. So according to shot quality, which is one of the best metrics in America, Love the Big quality. 12 is even deeper than it might look on the surface or even deeper than Nets going to tell you. And you mentioned a chance at a national championship. What's your whole week, week six, top 12 AP thing? What's this all about? Yeah, so uh, we we talked about this, I think, off the air during the show yesterday. Um, But it's the teams that are in the top 12 in week six. I think the last like 15 years that the national since 04, so 20 years here, the national champion has been in the top 12 in week six every year. And the Big 12 has four. Play right future bets. Well, Arizona, if we want to include. Ah, I'm uh, going to include them. I'm going to include them. Arizona at one, then Kansas at two, Purdue, Houston at four. So that's already two. Kansas and Houston, UConn at five, Baylor at six, Marquette at seven, Creighton at eight, North Carolina nine, Gonzaga ten. They're Big 12, right? 11, yeah, sure. Oklahoma, and 12, Tennessee. So that is Oklahoma, Baylor, Houston, and Kansas, as well as a couple of new Big 12 teams that could all win a national championship based on the last and the Big 12 years. Is so, and the Big 12 is so good, Drake, and we give so little to the AP poll and whatever that I think there's a team outside of that that could also make the final four in the big 12 i don't know who it is yet don't ask me who it is the but the byu cougars yeah why not 
Throw them a bone. They're old, is, is, man. Is Oklahoma State, are they banning themselves again? They could be there. <laughs> they're, they're having they're a tough go. They're four and five. Don't, they're having a tough go at it. Please Look, be nice. They're saving Stop. their best basketball for March. Northwestern, number 25 in America right now. You know, Good BYU at 18, Texas at 19. It's Chris just. Collins still their coach. It is. Who? Northwestern? Chris Collins. Is he still their coach? I think you're thinking I of Chris Collins' work. No He's idea. an NBC, but. No. Stop. Now here's I'm a guy. About Duke great Chris Collins. Is that right? Yeah. Um, Associate well, HD for Krzyzewski for a long time. I think based on everything we've given you, the Big 12 is good at basketball, even if Cincinnati, as we speak, is struggling against. And by the way, and by the way, this is this is just my gift to you, the Big 12 listener, because you can't see it in the stats. Yeah. Baylor is going to have a top 25 defense by the end of the year. Boiler. Which, with the way they play offensively, is going to be scary. I think, like between twenty and twenty-five, was where that twenty twenty-one team was defensively. Yeah, which you it just wasn't. remember for being a great defensive team. Yeah, but they were which not number elite. one. By the way, top twenty-five for in college sure. basketball yes. out of yes. their three hundred the teams, yeah. you get to be elite in that tier, top twenty-five. Absolutely. Uh, but watching Houston play defense under Kelvin Sampson the last couple mm-hmm. years, man, mm-hmm. I know you're a hog at heart. That that's what the forty minutes of hell must have looked like. Uh, I mean, it is just a, a yeah. sea of arms. It is. They're going to need LJ Cryer to elevate defensively, though. Yeah, good luck. Which with that. we said for three straight years, it didn't happen. So good luck with that. Great, just super quickly. Great, LJ Cryer aside. I did tweet about a week before he goes to Houston. LJ Cryer has visited Houston in serious talks with the unit. I heard from a source. He was in serious mm-hmm. talks to go to Houston. His mother and father retweeted it with like, this is so wrong, incorrect. You know, this guy is lying to everybody. And then LJ comments back to them. Yo, don't even listen to this clown or don't even respond to this clown. Within six days, LJ Cryer, the Houston Cougar. And I love, like, there are all these people in my, of course, they'd be in my mentions, be like, oh, this guy is an idiot. Why would you report this? It's false reporting. They oh, would stick great. up for the they, guy's they, parents. They, yeah, they, they love seeing that the players get it on, because they all think you're a clown anyway, so. Yeah, so you're like, oh, yeah, this guy sucks, and then he's just off to heat. But no one ever remembers the guy that was right. They only remember the one who reported it, and the parents tried to pick a fight, and it was just not. So it was great, because I responded with, so you were telling me that LJ Cryer has not visited Houston and there was there was not really there, the response was this is just a lie you're like ah, okay uh, the kid can shoot uh, if you like Cameron follow him at real cam Stewart on Twitter if you don't like him well that makes two of join us. the club that makes two of us uh, listen to Cameron on the drink toll show from 12 to 2 every day on ESPN Central Texas this has and been and always locked on Baylor which is your second listen every day uh, that's right locked on thanks for making it your first listen every single day Dose Grande Baylor You want anything? Bears Alright fine